Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets, the podcast. My name is Lisa Beyer, and I'll be your host. Today's guest is Adam Singer. Adam and I met back on the speaker circuit. We were both talking about the intersection between public relations, SEO, and social. At the time of this interview, Adam was a guest for my social media management class at the University of Florida. One fun factoid is that Adam and I both graduated from University of Florida, so it was fun having him as a guest. Go Gators! In this interview, Adam talks about Google Analytics. He shares some of his best Google tips when it comes to measuring return on investment, using Google Analytics, whether it's traffic that's coming from public relations, social media, or search. Enjoy the interview. Hey, everybody. So we are about to start our week on measuring what matters. And I thought the best person to interview would be somebody from Google. And my friend Adam Singer is here with us. And he is in charge of Google Analytics. And Adam's background actually started in public relations, social PR. And then he landed this awesome job at Google. And I'm going to let Adam take over. And Adam, just tell us a little bit about your background and how you ended up at Google Analytics and your official title. I love it. Thank you so much, Lisa, and always a pleasure to talk with you and your students. So I'm also a Gator. I started at the University of Florida and actually began my career on the agency side of things. And it didn't take me long when I entered the agency world in uh, 2005, 2006 to realize there was a big gap in what um, businesses were doing with the web and what was actually possible. And so throughout my career, I've actually helped close that gap. And after being on the agency side for a number of years, starting as an intern with a small shop in Fort Lauderdale, um, I progressed my career and ended up leading digital for a 300-person consultancy in San Francisco uh, before uh, Googler read some of my blog posts about analytics and about digital marketing. And um, not by me sending an application or doing anything, uh, they reached out to me and wanted me to work on the analytics team. So it shows the power of having a blog to share your thoughts on an industry because really over time, if you're prolific at it, enough people will see it and someone's going to see your thinking and want you to work with them on their team. Awesome. So what, So now you're at Google and you're, you're in the Google Analytics department and what is your Google Analytics advocate? Is that it? Yes. Yeah, so thank you. Um, Lisa, my current role at Google, I actually started on the marketing team at Google, and um, eventually I've been there, you know, four and a half years now. So I've moved to the engineering side of the company where I was given a role as product advocate. And so what that means is I help educate our users instead of instead of marketing to them on the business side and saying, hey, you know, buy our buy our premium product. Now I get to enable their success, help people with implementation, help users with analysis, and basically um, help people become better marketers. Okay, awesome. So one of the required readings for the class will be a recent article about um, falling in love with measuring um, and how brands, there's there's still a disconnect, right, happening. And even there was a report from Simply Measured talking about how the biggest challenge for social media marketers is measuring what matters in the ROI. So why is that and how can social media managers overcome that? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, I think the problem is a lot of marketers still are clinging to last click attribution. So what does that mean? Last click attribution is the old way of doing marketing on the web where you would run a search ad, you would send out an email campaign, and 
anyone who clicked on that ad or clicked on that link came to your website and converted, that was really easy to measure. The web has gotten more complicated with so many more social platforms, with Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, with the fact that we're all getting smarter. We're not just clicking that one ad from that search campaign or that one email link. Uh, sometimes we still do, but we usually conduct research. We'll look at other websites, we'll ask our friends. So there's all of these different ways we're using the web to purchase. And so what this means is now last click attribution, just measuring what that last click and that last interaction was before a purchase ignores so much of our hard work as marketers. And so that's why it's a little bit of a problem. And we'll talk about solutions in just a minute, but really the problem is the fact that we do so much more before we make a purchase online. I actually think this is a good thing for both marketers and consumers because what it means is consumers are getting smarter and as marketers for working with premium, you know, tier one brands where none of us are working with shady spammy companies, now that consumers are getting smarter, they're going to go with the brand that tells the best story, that has the best product, that has the best marketing. And we'll talk for in a minute about how to measure that, but that's sort of why it's become more difficult to measure ROI. And believe it or not, according to this chart that you put out with your article, I mean, there are actually, there are brands that are just not measuring at all still. They're just yeah. winging it. And that's scary, right? I think what we have right now professionally, and this is a huge opportunity for all of you, is that we, we have a changing of the guard in marketing, right? We have all these old school brand marketers who want to spend billions of dollars on TV ads. They think the Super Bowl is the most important day in the world for marketing. And to, to a certain extent, that is true. You know, the Super Bowl is an important marketing moment. But now there's so many other things we need to do in addition to that. And I think as as you, as young, digital savvy professionals come into the industry, it's going to be better for everyone. I think brands are going to start to shed a lot of, oh, mobile doesn't work, oh, social doesn't work. We know these things work. And so as, as soon as we start to, and you know, young people start to infiltrate the ranks of marketing, I think that things are gonna change. So if you were a social media manager, and obviously you have all this background in Google Analytics, so what would you charge your social media management team and like, what would your plan be for measuring? How, what, would you, what would you say? Yes, so of course, um, something that a lot of social media marketers who are new at social media marketing don't do is do something called measurement planning. So measurement planning is before we've ever sent a tweet, before we ever create a campaign, before we ever publish a YouTube video, um, we outline how we plan to measure success. And then under um, all those things, we have the tactics that roll up to different success metrics. So an example of that, if we were going to, for example, start creating videos on YouTube, what would those success metrics look like? At the top of the funnel, we would just have overall views. You know, how many people viewed our video? Under that, we'd have time spent. That will help answer, uh, I'm sorry, above that, we'd have time spent. That'll help answer how engaged are people with those videos. Okay, you got people to go to the video, but did they watch the whole thing? And above that is under the video description or in the video itself, we have links for, to our website, to our catalog pages, to our, to our about us page for a B2B company, whatever that is. How many people are actually clicking those links and going to our site? So those are higher engaged users. You see we're moving up the value chain. And then from that, at the very top, how many people from that YouTube video became a customer later? or opted into an email list for ongoing marketing. You know, in social, we don't just wanna have something sent to them once, we wanna get them to be a part of our community and a part of our user base. And so 
um, at the beginning when we conduct measurement planning, planning we would outline all the tactics and um, with them, what are the KPIs, the key performance indicators from each of those tactics. And then of course at the top, you know, a lot of marketers tend to put social in this like, weird bucket where there shouldn't be any ROI at the end, but there should be, right? With anything we do in marketing, we wanna know the, the actual business uh, returns for that. And so that's at the very top. There's also a little bit of education with social because social is not direct marketing. So all of us doing social PR, um, doing all of this inbound marketing, um, a lot of it is top, top of funnel and is awareness because these channels aren't meant for you just to say, buy my blue suede shoes, right? These channels are meant to build relationships to start to create awareness with your brand. And that way, when you do send a campaign later to purchase, they make that purchase. And so the way that we help measure and reconcile that is we have all sorts of great tools in Google Analytics, in other uh, major analytics packages where it shows the path that a user takes. So then you see, okay, someone came to my site via that YouTube video, and then two weeks later they came back via a search ad, and then a week later they came back via the email campaign sent, and then they purchased. And then the beautiful thing is we can credit all of our different tactics appropriately and show how they all work together to create a conversion because now marketing has to be integrated as I'm sure Lisa said a million times that everything we do works together. It's becoming a more complex world. And so, but as long as we've planned, as long as we know what we want to get out of each tactic and we've done that measuring and planning up front, we can make sure that when we execute, we're doing things like campaign tagging appropriately, appending our links, shortening our links with the right URL shorteners. All the tactical stuff is easy if we've planned for it and we know how we're going to measure it. So the key measurement planning. Yes. Right. And I think it's also, it's interesting. I've seen it from my side that what might be important to, let's say the agency that's measuring is not necessarily important to the client. So the client is saying, oh no, this is important. The agency is saying this is important. And so to make sure that everybody's on the same page with that they're measuring the same thing and it's, you know, they're in agreement of like, what is success, right? Absolutely. And, you know, that was always an interesting uh, debate when I was on the agency side. And so what I started doing, and, you know, I think when you're a student first going into the world, um, this probably isn't something you'll do just yet, but maybe you can tell your bosses to do this, is um, start to write into agreements what the success metrics are. And so I started writing it into my client's agreements. Hey, we're going to work for 12 months on, uh, social media marketing for you. And here is what we see as success. And it was in the agreements. And so the client signed off on it and everyone is aiming the same direction. We're all executing the same tactics. We're trying to drive the same amount of traffic, get to a certain number of conversions. And as long as we were all on the same page up front, it wasn't like, okay, we executed this great campaign, but it didn't meet my expectations as the client. Well, it's up to us to make sure that, that those expectations are aligned at the start. And as long as you do that, I think everyone's gonna be happy. And at the end of the campaign or at the end of the quarter, we can say, hey, you know, here's where we did well, here's where we fell short, and then we can uh, adjust and move on for the next quarter. Brilliant, I love that one. So let's shift into talking about Google Analytics. And Google Analytics actually has a whole social um, section where you can measure Facebook, Twitter, and tell us about that. So if you're on the front lines as a social media manager, how you can best look at Google Analytics. Yeah, so uh, social in Google Analytics is another referral of traffic. Referrals of traffic are other sources 
um, that aren't from your own site, that are from other websites and apps that send traffic to your site. Um, and so what we've done is in Google Analytics, we recognize that social is an important channel for marketers. And so what we've done is we've broken up, broken out the world of social in, as a big segment in Google Analytics where you can see just traffic from about 400 of the major social sites. So this will help you understand, at least from a sharing perspective and from an organic social perspective, what networks are working for us, what networks are converting best, and which perhaps we shouldn't be focusing on. And this is illustrative because obviously sites like Facebook, sites like Twitter, which are the big social networks, are going to send us a lot of traffic. There's just more users there. So those won't be really surprises to you. But what is interesting is if you start to sort those social sources by what's converting best, not just what's sending me the most volume of traffic, you know, because getting more people to a page is, is good, maybe, but if a higher percentage of those people are going to that page and doing what we want, then those are sites we might want to focus on more. So perhaps we'll see that Pinterest is really popular with your specific e-commerce site, for example. There's a lot of people pinning uh, certain images or certain products from your site. That data could help you make a business case to say, hey, well, we don't have a Pinterest presence. We really should look at the amount of people coming to our site from Pinterest that are now becoming paying customers. And so I think those reports become really illustrative uh, beyond just the big social networks. And as you drill down deeper, um, you know, you'll find more insights. There's also, you know, a lot of forms there that, you know, you might not even know were important for your site. And so, you know, th those are really interesting because a lot of times people are finding and sharing your content organically and you didn't know it. And so once you find where those organic shares are happening, you can start to participate in that community and fan the flames. Awesome. What are some trends that are happening right now in Google Analytics or just analytics in general that relate to social media? Yeah, and um, so the social reports in Google Analytics are great, but one trend that none of us can ignore, which is inexorably tied with social, is mobile, right? A lot of our mobile activities are social. I'm tweeting, updating Facebook, um, Redditing whenever I go anywhere. I travel a lot for, for work. I was just in Milan. And all of my social activities, you know, especially when I'm traveling, are now mobile. Yeah. And so what we've done is um, we actually uh, launched a fully-fledged mobile-first reporting tool called Firebase, which is for mobile apps. And so if your brand has a mobile app, that will uh, measure your app in the language of the mobile web. We've also expanded the mobile capabilities of Google Analytics. So a frequent uh, problem that users were having is um, a lot of times, if you are planning a vacation, for instance, you might on your mobile device start to look up uh, prices, right? And share with your friends or send a link uh, to your boyfriend or whoever you're traveling with about that deal. He might send something back or she might send something back and you might say, okay, well, this looks good. And then later you go home and you convert on a desktop. Now, from the mark from a marketer's perspective, how dare you not convert right then from that first way you found the site? Right? <laughs> so, um, what we've done is we now have cross-device reports in Google Analytics. And so, what these do is they let you see someone came to your site, they looked at something, they didn't convert, and then later they came from another device and purchased. Um, as long as they were logged in, you could see that user across both sessions. And so, that's an important trend that we see: our uh, cross-device 
as part of the customer journey. So I said a little bit before about people using, you know, search, social, email together to make a purchase and do all this research, but that was maybe all on desktop previously. Now it's even more complex because we all have more than one devices. I have more than three devices. I mean, um, and, and, and that's okay, we can solve these problems, but we need to be aware of how our users' preferences are. And especially for a lot of young people, you know, I know for um, a lot of the younger cohorts, perhaps Snapchat and Instagram are the only social apps they're using, and those are really mobile first, right? Like, Lisa and I are probably old by using Facebook uh, quite frequently. I, I don't mind Facebook, it's not bad, but I understand a lot of young people want to be on the social network where perhaps their parents are, aren't, and it's just their peers. By the way, when you get a little older, it'll be okay. You'll be social networking with your parents. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's not embarrassing. They love you too. So um, you'll get past that. But you bring up a good point about Snapchat. So Snapchat, you, we don't really see referring traffic. So how can we track Snapchat in Google Analytics? That's a great question. And so what Lisa's referring to is something that we call dark social. So what is dark social? Dark social would be a Snapchat. If I sent you a link in Google chat, if I sent you a text message with a link, um, that would be not trackable in Google analytics because there's no referring string. It's a direct link to something. Even email is direct traffic because it's not coming from another website or from another app. And so the, there's two ways to solve that. One is as marketers, once we get into the world, we need to have some structure and process around campaign tracking. And so what campaign tracking is, we tag every link that we share with a small append in the URL with the campaign name, perhaps like fall sale 2017, whatever it is we want to track that as. And then we shorten all our, we tag all our links that we share and then we shorten them. And then ideally consumers would see those links and pass them on. And so with a campaign tag link, even if it's shared via Snapchat, we would still get that extra information and we would know that those links we were sending out were working and we know where we, we shortened certain links. And so that can help. The other thing is we now have uh, some plugins to be able to solve dark social. So what uh, a lot of companies are doing is now anytime you send a link to someone via Snapchat, maybe you found a cool product, um, on busted tees you found a funny new t-shirt you wanted to share and you sent a link to your friend when that person visits the busted tees website the busted tees uh site will automatically append that url and so we could be able to if then that other friend shared that url again we would know that that direct traffic link was actually shared via social uh because basically it's just creating a unique link every time someone lands on your site via a direct link, and that will help us solve the direct traffic problem as well. Okay, awesome. So we're about um, coming to the uh, end of our time, but will you share with us some of maybe your favorite tools that you use, other than Google Analytics, let's say just to manage your social media? Because, I mean, we're all basically social media managers for our own personal brand. And do you also still handle the, um, are you on Google Analytics Twitter? Are you? Yes. And so so I'm managing the team that updates social for okay. Google Analytics, which is okay. we have uh, about 7 million members in our community across channels, which is a good sized community for a B2B product. Um, what do you so use? I, I use a tool called Sprinkler, um, which is really a social media management and marketing platform. And really the tool that you use, no matter what you use, just make sure that it can handle and track all of your different social channels 
in one tool. That way you don't have to log into Facebook Insights. You don't have to log into Twitter Insights to be able to see all of your data in one place because there's so many channels and there's going to be more. And so as long as we have it in one management tool, it makes our universe a lot easier to see what's going on. Um, one more thing I want to bring up, Lisa, yeah. is if, if you want to dig more into analytics, um, we have a MOOC. A MOOC is a massive open online course, which is free to take. It's at analytics.withgoogle.com. I know you have enough coursework right now with Lisa and your other professors, but if this is something you're really serious about, um, you should dig into these in your free time. Um, I'm also available on Twitter. I'm just at Adam Singer, and I answer questions from users. So if you ever do have a question, um, I'm a resource for users as part of what I do at Google. Okay, great. And can you send me some of the links and then I can put them in the additional reading so if they want to just go in and look at some of the courses, they can see that? Absolutely. So. And then we'll also put the link to this article. Um, anybody, anything else you want to add, like any advice you want to give to, um, to our audience on getting started in social media and measurement? Um, so, you know, one thing that I would recommend is you develop some sort of sandbox project. And so what I mean by that is a blog you update, it doesn't have to be about marketing, it could be about cooking, an app that you make, um, an e-commerce site, an Etsy store. Just create something that's yours that you built from the bottom up and you market and you share with friends um, just to be able to see all of the steps with running an online business. If you do that, you really have done all of the steps that any business is doing. And I think that that will give you a wider hands-on experience and appreciation uh, for a lot of this stuff. And, you know, you won't for clients or for companies you join right out of school have to do these things from scratch, but maybe one day you want to make a startup or maybe one day you launch a new brand and you do, and you'll be really well positioned. Um, one other thing that we've created to uh, help out is if you're just too busy, uh, we launched recently a demo account in Google Analytics, which it has all of the advanced features turned on and um, it's actually live data from the Google store where you can buy uh, Google t-shirts um, like this. Cool. You, can, you can buy Google swag. Anyway, all of that data is in a demo account and you can see on a live site, it's real data, we didn't make up any of the numbers, how people are uh, purchasing things online, how they're coming to sites and there's a lot of traffic in there so the numbers will be more interesting for you. And so, and you can do whatever you want. You can make filters, you can't break the demo account. Um, and that's a good thing, right? When you're poking around and learning. But I would just say, you know, continue learning on your own and hopefully create a project um, that you can solve. You know, Lisa has a great blog and that's a great example of something that you could do as a marketer, right? You have a great blog too. So we'll put a link to that too. Thanks, Lisa. Yeah. And um, Adam is going to be making some appearances at the UF campus. So watch for those. Um, it's one's going to be in February. So if you're watching this in the uh, fall semester, he'll be, watch for him coming in February. If you're watching this in the spring semester, you might have already missed him, but maybe he'll be back in next fall. We'll see. So thanks, Adam, and um, follow him on Twitter at Adam Singer. Can they connect with you on LinkedIn too? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. All right, Adam, thank you so much, and we will see you on campus. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for listening to this episode of Social PR Secrets. If you like what you heard, check out the book on Amazon or follow our blog at socialprsecrets.com. This episode was sponsored by The Buyer Group, a social PR agency striving to keep our balance in the digital world, practicing public relations, social media, and search marketing, 
while occasionally drinking a glass of wine or two for the best creativity and results. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to get a free chapter of Social PR Secrets, go to socialprsecrets.com slash free.